It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 26, The Stones of Blood. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? The TARDIS, when working properly, is capable of many amazing things. Because the polarity of the neutron flows, the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a resulting reaction. It's fighting. Are you ready? Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic Doctor Who review podcast. I am your host, Eric. And I'm your other host, Dan. And we're here uh, this time out to talk about Stones of Blood. Now, mm-hmm. But before we get to Stones of Blood, um, what do we want to do? What's going on? I don't know. what. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still, still absolutely no news there's on the streaming going front. On. Yeah. There's no, no news on the streaming front, guys. Um, this was a really hard episode for us to watch. Uh, if you are downloading the podcast and then going to get the episode to then watch it, because you're weird and do things backwards, you're going to have to do it on DVD from Netflix. That's the best way to do it. iTunes does not carry this one. They carry no. the two before this in the key to time, um, and then the ones after this, but not this one, yeah, which it's I very found weird. out right yeah. before the show yeah. started. You, unfortunately, Dan had to scramble. Um, yeah. I, I, of course, am getting it from Netflix, so I had no problem because I'm of doing I'm doing my job and uh, <laughs> plenty of time before that, whereas Dan waits to the to the last minute. Yeah, by the way, guys, this is both of our full-time jobs, yeah, so I you quit really my need job. to buy some stuff from that Amazon link. My kids are just hanging around in potato sacks. Like, it's just a very <laughs> oh, dark... Way to brag that you could afford potato sacks. I'm a little bit of an aristocrat, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, uh... um, so Speaking anyway, we have which... nothing else really going on. Last time, I felt like... We were just rolling in reviews. We had people writing letters in. We had everything. We got nothing. No nothing reviews, no letters. Uh, I blame you, uh, <laughs> listeners. It's clearly your fault in this situation. So why don't you make that right by writing us at the old Doctor Who show at gmail.com? Or leaving a review or on us iTunes. A review. Hey, this Tell is the stuff that the we say at the reviews. end of the show. But maybe you guys don't listen the whole way through to the end and didn't realize that that's a thing that we really. Yeah, we, we can get right into the episode because we love- I don't think right. there's anything. Nah, new. Let's just jump Although, in. you know what I did? I did last night, I did one of those escape rooms. It was the second oh. time I've done that. I feel like, did I mention it before on here? I don't think so. What, uh, where was it? It's just, it was a nice reminder uh, of how dumb I am. And uh, <laughs> it was like a set the bar on uh, my capabilities, and they're very low. Yeah. It was a zombie themed one. We did not do, do well as a group. Uh-huh. It was just. Uh, it was frustrating. Have you ever? You've never done? No, this I've never done it because I feel the same way that I I will reveal myself to be a very linear and literal thinker who does not react well under pressure. See, I about myself yeah. already. It's I get I get into it and yeah. I overthink and like I'm thinking like oh we got to take this guy's name and then we got to convert the letters to a number and that number is going to be no, it's no. it's always something dumb. Just push like, this button. You should have just wrote the word. Yeah, so. <laughs> That, that was it. That's all I got to, to add to that. I'm, I'm, I'm disappointed that I did not perform well. Hey, we are all... Performance anxiety. That's what's mm, happening, yeah. It happens to every guy. Mm-hmm. We're all a little disappointed in you, so that's... Thank you. Well, let's let's redeem you uh, with a review of this episode. Yes, let's uh, throw blood on stones. Yep, hit that button. Hit the button. Whoop. 
the Reverend Thomas Brighton, 1820, and then the two surveys of 1874, 1911. Well, it was obvious, wasn't it? What was obvious? obvious? I do beg your pardon. That's my assistant, Romana. Oh, <laughs> what hello. Hello. Uh, what a charming name. What's the origin, I wonder? Uh, what was obvious, Professor Romford? That there'd been a miscount, my a dear. A miscount? Of the stones. According to Dr. Bollet's, the nine travellers here. The nine travellers? Oh, well, it's a local name for them. Yes, but there are more than nine stones. Curious, isn't it? So is this. Yes. What? Dried blood and quite a lot of it. Almost as if something had had its throat cut. It probably did. Uh, Doctor, uh, my friend, Miss Vivian Fay. How do you do? You move very quietly, Miss Fay. I didn't hear your approach. I used to be a brown owl. Really? Indeed, a brownie pact. Doesn't the blood upset you, then? Oh, it'll probably be just another sacrifice. Ah. I thought you told me Earth was civilized now. <laughs> you mean there have been sacrifices before? <laughs> the bids are a bit primitive. The bids? The British Institute of Druidic Studies. Nothing at all to do with real druids, of course, past or present. No, there's a group of them who come here regularly. They all wear white robes and wave bits of mistletoe and curved knives in the air. It's all very unhistoric. Oh, I think you dismiss them a little too easily. Why? Has there been trouble? Well, their leader, Mr. De Vries, is a very unpleasant man. Really? As a matter of fact, we thought you were one of his group. <laughs> so you don't have anything to do with them, then? Oh, no more than we can help all that money. Jumbo, jumbo nonsense. No, Vivian and I are conducting a topographical, geological, astronomical. How would I see this, Mr. DeFries? Oh, he lives over the hill in the big house. I think I'll look him up. Oh, what now? I warn you, Doctor, he doesn't like scientists. Well, very few people do, in my experience. Oh, by the way, over there, we noticed some indentations. The Stones of Blood. Continuing their hunt for the key to time, we head to the Doctor's favorite planet, Earth but more specifically to Bosco Moor in Cornwall, England, which I think everyone can agree is probably the best place on all the planet. Uh, they meet a professor and her assistant at the site of the Nine Travelers, a henge-like ring of stones. There they investigate a local druidic cult and discover an alien feminist plot, culminating in a trip to hyperspace, microbiological robot judges, and terrifying giant rocks. This uh, episode is the third story in the arc, uh, Key to Time. This uh, episode uh, aired in 1978. It was written by David Fisher, directed by Daryl Blake, and produced by Graham Williams. And a uh, special note, this is the 100th Doctor Who story at yeah. this point. So that's, four, that's pretty I think the awesome. Fourth, yeah, the fourth episode fell on the 100th anniversary, and they had planned and written into the script they were going to do like a celebration, a birthday thing. Yeah. And they even ordered a cake, and I think they wrote, the screen, uh, the screenplay, or whatever, the scene for it, and then they were like, "This is too self-indulgent," and they cut yeah. it, and then everyone just ate the cake. Sadly, I imagine <laughs> on the set, like, yeah, yeah this I cake thought that was kind of odds. We're gonna have to eat it. So, what did you think of this episode, Dan? It was, <laughs> it was a good episode. Hey, coming off of the Pirate Planet with the amount of over-the-top scene chewery and right. crazy uh, visual costuming. It wasn't quite as good as that, but the characters were so fantastic. I see. I I loved 
this episode. I, I didn't, this is like what? Yeah, this is one of my. I didn't love it. Did I, no, but you I, were saying what you was I, below I on your. Was, no, I just said it was it was hard to hard to come off of that one onto this one because this one has okay. The, I got the stakes you. I a thought, little bit lower. The settings, you know, it's Earth. I, um, until I thought you the, were saying you didn't like the last two episodes of the story, and you get into hyperspace. Yeah, then it's like it's really two episodes. It's two completely different stories. And there is no, I love it. A bit of a change. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, there was one part of this that I found frustrating and kind of dumb. Mm-hmm. Aside from that, and that, that was basically, and it doesn't matter, we're going to go all over the place anyway. Yep. At the end, Romana and the old woman whose name, whose name I can't remember here. Amelia, the professor. Yeah. They decide that they're going to go collect evidence to use because the doctor's put on trial. There's a whole trial that's yeah. part of part of the storyline. They get the evidence they need. They arrive and it does. It is completely inconsequential. It doesn't even matter that they did it. The trial's yeah. already over, and that so it felt like why did you have that whole scene? It would have been nice if they actually played a part in freeing the doctor, and they yeah. had everything set up to do that, but they didn't. Other than that, just, it was just something to give Romana something to do. I yeah, guess. but they, yeah, but they could have. I no, just I, was surprised they didn't have that as getting him off, but then he still didn't get off or whatever. I don't know. That right. felt a little weird. Other than that, I thought it was just it was just really good. I mean, we talk a lot about uh, you know the, the sexism and stuff in in the show, but this is a predominantly female cast too. Like, other than the doctor and that guy that looked like an accountant or, or like a <laughs> yeah. Benny Hill extra, you know, the, the druid leader that oh, with the mustache, DeVries? like yeah, yeah, he was clearly either going to do your taxes or he was going to run run to yakety sacks ch- chasing a woman <laughs> in a bikini top. Other than him, it was all women. Yeah. Right, that's true. Um, other than aliens, uh, but right, which was right. which was kind of cool, and I just loved. I got the cast was great. The old woman, what would you say her name was? That's uh, Professor Amelia Rumford. Yeah. She she is was awesome. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. Vivian was who ended up being the evil. Uh, what was she? A uh, prisoner, space prisoner, or yes. something? Yes, she was awesome. She reminded me of the woman from. If you ever seen the show Black Books, are you familiar? Mm-hmm. With that's a no. BBC show. And also on that Showtime show episodes. But anyway, she was very good. Yeah, she's the, the Cadillac. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> she also just looked like a giantess, <laughs> which was really weird. I mean, she was she a was, giant woman. She was, she a, was giant, a giant unless everyone woman. Else was really and then tiny. when they painted her, too, a oh, giant boy. painted woman. Mm-hmm. Great but, music. Like, the music, too, in this whole episode was awesome. There was one, you know, it didn't actually catch me. I mean, the music is usually good because it's just that incidental background setting the tone music. Yeah. Except when uh, the Doctor, re- they're in hyperspace on that ship and they re- they yeah. smash the the uh, the room open and out come the Magred, Magred, the Magred, and that music is just weird. It's just sparkly little oh, Magara, Magara, Magara. That's I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. guys. I'm I'm a professional. Uh, I know this, but uh, that music was just. Super late. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was odd, but, but spe- yeah. Speaking whatever. to your a point that you made before, it really is like two stories. So you have like a horror movie that's the first yeah. half, and then you have this space trial in the second half. And the right. music in the first half is very like lots of bum 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 bum, like yeah, a whole thing. And the shadows and they're in Stonehenge and the, the druid people in the cloaks and everything, and bl- and it's super violent. I mean, you've got there blood is, yeah. wiping on the stones and those two. Those two are also kind of racy. The dude comes out of the tent, like, with nothing but, like, his underwear on, and a woman coming out behind him, and then they're, like, melted or whatever. You see, yeah. like, her skull and bones and everything. 
It was very, very cool. But then, yeah, it goes into this other thing on the spaceship. Transdimensional thing. Transdimensional. Yeah. Spaceship. Yeah, I mean, um, so, but the, the, so the episode starts off again uh, immediately where the previous story ends. So I guess mm-hmm. they just keep doing that. It's, it's one continuous Yes, day, and it's all for right. them. It's all part of it. It's a very long day. There's Do they no take rest. they naps that we don't see? I mean, why I would know. we watch that part? But I'm, yeah. I'm hoping they take naps. This is horrible. So they, they come in, uh, and it's, it's that same sort of dynamic they've been setting up between Romana and the Doctor of this kind of butting heads in a little bit, a little way. Uh, the Doctor's trying to put the previous pieces of uh, the key together, and he can't quite figure it out. And Romana's like, I can do it because I'm super smart. Right. And, you know, the, sends the Doctor off to find out where the next piece is. Then he turns around and says that was his idea. Like, Yeah. I, and then... And, and in the beginning, too, they also remind you of the Black Guardian, which I went into this episode thinking we were going to see. I got so excited about it. that point. Right. Yeah. Because and it, so the doctor reveals to Romana that she yes, wasn't sent by the president of the uh, council, but rather sent by this white guardian. Right. Here's so now she's aware is. of the, the whole. Uh, so I was super excited. Like, oh, finally, we get to see the yeah, what the whole deal is. That nothing, nothing yet. I think so. we, we definitely do at some point in this arc, but not, not yet. Yeah. Maybe in the next uh, story. We'll find out. Um, yeah. So, cultists. Is the universe yeah. just full of them? <laughs> a lot Everywhere of we go, it's just cultists. <laughs> yeah. How many stories have we done so far where that they feature prominently? Probably this may four. be one of my favorite yeah. ones, though, but <laughs> yeah. I think the majority? <laughs> yeah, it strange. was gr- And I love that, like, um, the, the, again, the accountant dude that mm. is full on worshiping these rocks and, and the, the goddess. And like when his wife, or I'm assuming it's his wife or his friend, that woman's like, friends. wait they're a minute, just, wait, they're you're, friends. you're going too far. Like when she puts her foot down and she's like, all right, I'm cool with standing around and being weird and wiping blood from small children or animals. And being dressed up like a yeah. crow. Like what, yeah, the bird-headed mask um, person, which was very cool. But when she draws the line when they're going to kill the doctor. Yeah. In that first episode. Yeah. Great cliffhangers to the first. Literal literal oh, cliffhanger yeah. so good nice nice for pointing that out lots of cool mystery well, elements so so there's the whole thing with the crows in the beginning which i thought was actually really yeah, spooky i agree um you have the crows flying around in the sky landing on the tardis when the doctor goes into uh the manor house and meets the accountant <laughs> he goes to do his taxes there's the right. crow sitting there in the in the house it's like oh that's a weird pet well it's not really a pet that whole thing's going on uh, was a really cool horror tone to this in a very and gothic thought, way as opposed to being like uh, surprise and jump out at you sort of thing. It was just like this. Yes. Oh, it was really subtle and, and I, cool. I, I thought that was going to play more of a role in who she was, the whole bird thing. No. You had the bird, but it just sort of – it was just but cool. But why? So, so they worship – they're these druidic sect and they worship this many-named – goddess the kaliak is what they call her mm-hmm. who ends up being Vivian yeah the Faye. goddess of war and magic goddess and- of war magic and etc um and crows but because i don't they say that you know crows are her eyes beware the crows because whatever yeah how does that tie into her being an alien that she doesn't control them or anything there's no no but reference I, to that at all yeah are i they did just not getting look- mixed up in their mythology and she's just kind of well this is know, what i was going at i mean i did not do enough research However, is the Kaliak an actual goddess of war and magic in druid mythology? And perhaps the god is associated with crows. And then as an alien, she assumed the role of the god and therefore adopted 
the things that they would be aware of so that she would sort of fit into the religion. Right. That's the only thing I can think of is that she's kind of playing on their superstitions. But she's been there 4,000 years, right? Is that That's the right. time? That's so right. did so she the ca- create the, no. the, well, the mythology? Yeah, she could have. You know what I mean? Or did she, she steal it? So, so uh, the Kaliak is from Gaelic mythology. Thank you, Internet. Um, she's a divine hag creator, a creator deity, weather deity. Real-time research. Real-time yep. research. An ancestor deity. Yeah. All right. Interesting. So she's been around for a long time. Yeah. Uh, Gaelic as opposed to just being druidic. But anyway... Lots of Maybe. like really yeah really cool story mystery things like they mentioned that uh, convent of the sisters of Saint Gadula which is the the house that they're in and mm-hmm. all of that stuff and the pictures and the missing pictures in the beginning like you going yeah. through the first episode and you see all this weird stuff but they don't connect any of it no. and you're like why are there two missing pictures or three missing pictures yep. there. Who knows? You don't reveal that I think until the third What's episode, the deal with the right? Crow, the, or the, the end of the second yeah, episode. Yeah, towards yeah. the very end. Yeah. Really cool. Um, yeah, it had a very uh, Poe, Edgar Allan Poe sort yeah. of feel throughout the whole first episode, which was really great. Um, of course, then they, they bludgeon the doctor, knock him out. They're going to kill him. Right, they're going to kill uh, him. And again, that's, that's where the woman's sort of drawing the line. And it ah! seems like it just feels like an upper middle class like group of intellectual teachers that are having a dinner party that's gone like too far. You know, they were uh, starting to wait. Get wait, into... I didn't know this was going to be a key party. I yeah, think totally. It's little... like whoa, 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 uh, Mar- I thought I was cool. I'm cool to make I'm out probably... with your wife, but I'm not going to you know, murder this guy <laughs> with the scarf. Yep. Um, oh, so then the cliffhangers at the end of the first episode, uh, the doctor gets knocked out, and then Romana still is waiting for him back at the henge after meeting the the professor and uh, Vivian. So she's waiting there on her own. She hears the doctor calling to her. She goes looking for him. She almost, uh, she comes to the edge of a cliff and then sees something that we don't see. Um, Something coming at her and And she falls off the cliff and kind of hangs on. Originally it was going to be the doctor and then Tom Baker was like, nope. And so that guy cut. He said that would be too unsettling to the kids to see the doctor doing something like that. Plus, you know, Right. Having the doctor be however, taken over by another alien, they've done right. that a lot before. I think however, that was actually a very good call on his part. I liked not seeing what it was and not knowing what she was seeing. Yeah, and then she no, it definitely added at the, the beginning of the second episode. She's like, "Get away from me!" And it's clear that she saw the doctor doing this. But I thought that was awesome. That was cool. Go, go ahead. Sorry, I was. I was going to no. It's just going to say off. like that. That is unsettling for the kids. However half-naked teenagers coming out of a tent and then turning it, like, melting completely into bones. Totally just love fine. and that's, death, dude. The kids totally got to know about it sometime. Yeah, it was uh, cool. yeah so yeah. then the um, second episode, too, we see sort of canine being used again when they, yeah, they realize Romana is missing because she's mm-hmm. been knocked off the cliff. She's hanging off the side of a cliff. And again, I always just wonder, like, why not just always have canine with you? He has so many useful things, because like locating... so... Damn annoying to work slow. with. He's so yeah, slow. Well, he's slow. Well, yeah. From a technical point of view, like this thing breaks down all the time. And they can't get it to move from one side of the room to the other without twenty takes. But on top of that, the thing just moves so slowly. They're I forget what what's happening exactly, but they're they're inside the house and the doctor and uh, I forget who was with at the time, probably Romana, go running out of the house and say, "Come on, K nine!" And the thing just moves at an elderly pace across the floors. Like, yeah. there's no way this thing's gonna keep up with you across. Yeah. So there's that. Um, what'd you think of the professor herself, Professor Amelia awesome. Rumford? I, I thought that the interaction between the two of them, particularly in episode three, where it's just the doctor and the professor, and they're talking about uh, 
Einstein's relativity and the idea of hyperspace and all this and, and just the back and forth between them. It was an extended like five minute scene of them just talking and I loved every second. It was of awesome. It. Yeah. The 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 dialogue back and forth with them, but even with canine mm-hmm. was so good. Like the writing I felt I felt was really funny and smart and and really charming and everything else yeah like when the doctor is in that art when he tells canine like you've always wanted to be a bloodhound and he's like no i haven't he's like yes you have <laughs> like it's just uh it was really it was very funny as dark as it was like it was one of the funnier episodes that's i mean I, the other thing with canine when uh, roman is asking well the doctor makes reference to to tennis and she asks canine what is tennis right and he's thinking about it and she's like oh forget about it and he erases <laughs> all memories of tennis and i hope so like you and I, I don't know if that's going to happen but if that plays if it back ever came back some, yeah that would be funny i would he die to know something about tennis would be good yeah. uh we also get the scarf being used as a, a lifesaver you know that's used to actually get ramana up i don't know if he's used the scarf before i mean we've seen him trip people with it and, yes. and things like that but i always it's his multi-tool it. enjoy it being used as a tool the the one thing i uh, oh mention it i'm sorry go on i I, I don't know if i had a problem with it but it was just it was so overly telegraphed but the first time you see the the professor and vivian um this this nice intergenerational lesbian couple uh obviously (laughs) uh, coming into the into the circle stone to uh to do the survey blah, blah blah it's fine but really quickly they ramp up how arch and obvious it is that Vivian is the bad. Like, you know, yeah. it, it's well, so over the top. Like, go try new things. Nothing's going to hurt you. Like, yeah. Well, I, at that one point when they're, when they're leading Ramana back to, uh, back to Vivian's Amelia's cottage. house, she, like, yeah. might as well look at the camera and she's like, you know, you'll be totally safe there. Like, right. So, but it didn't bother. It didn't bother me as much because it was like, okay, well, we're gonna know she's bad, and it adds a little bit of but tension was, to the scene and everything. It was else. So early in the in it the is story co- arc to be like, okay, just really telegraphing it, but yeah, that's fine. It was it was just something that kind of caught me off. What I was gonna say before was you get a weird shout out to Trenton, New Jersey. Yes. Dan and I are from New Jersey, but it's like because we're talking about canine Amelia and the doctor talking about canine, and he's like, oh, they're all the rage in Trenton, New Jersey. Yeah, felt that was weird. a mechanical like, dog. Yeah, yeah. Why Trenton, New Jersey? Like I, I, I didn't say I anything it. about it either. Hey, but it was, it was Trenton great. makes the world takes. That's true, including canine. Okay, who gets killed in this episode too? We see well, just she about gets... the death of canine, killed by a giant rock. Yeah, his his innards are everywhere. His innards are outards. What do you think? <laughs> so uh, I guess it's in the second episode. The uh, the accountant <laughs> De- mm-hmm. De- uh, DeVries and his. Uh, companion are in the house and the stone attacks for the first time yeah and you see the stone going by the window <laughs> i didn't know i actually really liked it so yeah the, the stone is pulsating and glowing as it goes by the window and i didn't know what it was exactly i should have known that it yeah. was a stone of blood but uh right. that it was going i didn't know what's happening hey shut get out of here get out of here get out and it, and it busts through the window and killing them and, and yeah, apparently like the, knocking like the height Apparently, like crushing man. his head to pulp. The doctor makes reference to his head being yeah. smashed to pulp. But that was just such a weird thing. Like just, just going by the window. Just I, it was because they do that strange. twice. They do that twice with the it is a ridiculous enemy. Monster. But I also kind of liked it. Like it was yeah. like I was like, all right, this is a. I've not seen giant rocks to get attack and kill people. Right. Um, but you had a nice scene there too, like where K nine gets killed, and it's Ramana who who knows how to. 
uh, figure it out and solve Fix it. Him. And she's got the answer. And the the Tom Baker's reading of that whole scene when he yells "Brilliant!" Brilliant was just took me off. Like it was just so weird the way he just like yells "Brilliant!" Oh. And she's like, "Whoa, what?" what? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was a good idea. And I was like, did he just read the script for the first time? Like, how many different takes did he do with the word brilliant? Because it was just very odd. Can or I in line, anyway, with, uh, with the way he is. Yeah, there were, there were a bunch of times through this. And the doctor always says this, but there, there were a bunch of times where the tone was very dark and very somber. They're talking about something that's very, you know, serious. And then on a dime, he'll switch the tone. And it'll be light and comedic. And that works so well in an episode that is, has the horror element in the beginning. I just kind of can switch it up on a dime. I think um, Tom Baker. Oh. And then that kind of ends the first half. So the second episode, uh, Ramon is blasted into the stone portal. Um, we now know 100% By Vivian in, Vivian in the is crow evil. costume. Yeah, she's in the crow costume. She blasts her into this other world. And by episode three, now we're on this ship, this prison ship. Mm-hmm. Which I also, did you notice the worm? Yes. Yeah, that was cool. Like, so one so of they're the, looking, they're on the, the, on the prison ship. Yeah, and they look into each of the different cells. One of them is the worm, uh, a worm. From Arkham Space. From Arkham Space, the giant cockroach, which was yeah. so Now, great. there were other things in there. I don't know if they were from other episodes. I did look uh, those There was like up. a skeleton or something, too. That may just yeah. be a generic and skeleton. And there, there, was another, there was another creature, but it was from an episode, um, Invasion that of the Androids. But we, okay. we didn't review that one. But it was a Tom Baker right. episode as well, which is kind of so cool. So it's dead. it's dead to us. It's dead. As, yeah, it doesn't matter. Oh, I think then that's we, the one that was probably hanging next to Romana. Yeah, was, and then once she's on the ship, Vivian is free to relax her hair and go full Silver Surfer and Silver really Surfer, that's be... That's the same reference I was going to make. Yeah, Perfect, be yeah. who she was meant to be. Yeah. Um, Getting awesome. her, her Silver Freak on. Yeah, she is. I wonder how and much... And then Ramada tied like, next to that dead robot, which, yeah. was, <laughs> which was awesome. It's like, oh, there's a dead robot there. Yeah, I, cool. I just wonder for the actress, like, that, that makeup must have been horrible. Just yeah. every square inch of your skin covered in glitter paint. Yeah, it reminds like, me of the um, what was the other episode where we had that yeah, very yeah, yeah. tall uh, woman that was in full rock makeup. You know what I'm wo- talking about? The woman in rock makeup. That was Okay, the story. that was it. That was the, was story. the woman in rock makeup mm-hmm. and uh, her I dreams. I like that one a lot. So the whole thing with hyperspace, this is the first time we've really talked, to, well, definitely first time in this series. I don't know if they've ever returned to the concept of hyperspace, but, um, but that whole thing was, was kind of cool, the way that they were explaining Einstein's theory of relativity, you can't go faster than light, except for this theory where you can actually go into hyperspace, and the doctor right. mentions that it's ridiculed as an absurd idea, and Romana says the exact same words later, that it was that it's uh, absurd. Um, but they're in this other dimension where things are kind of superimposed on top of each other. They're literally still in the same place. Yeah, they're place in the they same place, before, in a different... In a different dimension. Dimension. Um, Which was cool. I mean, that, that whole was great. that was an awesome uh, concept. And then from there, so because we at, go, so we go from a very horror kind of thing in the first two episodes. I'm going to beat this horse to death. But the horror in the first two episodes to this beyond space, like this very sci-fi beyond space, beyond beyond well, your imagination. He's not from outer space. He's more from inner time. Um, yeah, it's just like a very heavy sci-fi. Thing, which is are usually my favorite stories. Actually, this blends two of my favorite stories. There's no historical stuff, so I'm I'm thrilled. So so yeah, so they're they're in the Arcus, they're they're in the um in the prison ship. They're looking through each of the different things. They find one of the cells that has a different uh, seal, seal or, on yeah. it. <laughs> what I love is the doctor pulls out his sonic to open the door and smashes the seal with the yeah, sonic with the instead sonic of actually using it. Uh, it's that's such a funny moment to me. It's just yeah. ridiculous. And then and out come these. 
sparkle inside bots. of the Megara, these judgment machines, which I th- were awesome characters, and I hope that they are in the series at some point in the future because yeah. they, they reminded me too, like the, the back and forth bickering. Uh, are you familiar with Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Yeah, like the, 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 moon, the Moon and Knights. Do you remember those like Atari-looking no. things? From- we are the Moon and Knights, <laughs> and our culture is advanced beyond all that you can possibly comprehend with 100% of your brain. Oh. But anyway, they, they were awesome. Like, I, I just hope that if I ever right. wrote anything, they would absolutely be, be in it. They, uh, they were cracking me up. That whole, the whole thing with robotic law, and one's going to be the prosecutor and, and judge, and the other one's going to be the defendant, or yeah. the... the uh, defend uh, the doctor and the back and forth. It's just, yeah. This, that whole this sequence, too, like the, the back half of this, and we've talked mm-hmm. about this at length, that I've not seen Star Trek. Mm. This reminded me right. of something that you would see in Star Trek. It was super Star Trek-y. Yeah. I mean, the, the fact that there were the two of them uh, going back and forth was very much uh, like a Next Generation episode where they had the... It was this binary race, and it was, but they they were humanoid, but they would kind of communicate, and they they had to be together, and whatever. It, it did have a very uh, Star Trek feel to it. Yeah. Um. What one other thing with um. With this, oh, with the when they were doing, I think you, we talked before the podcast started about how they created the effect. Mm-hmm. But in the original script, these uh, I was about to call them the Moon and Knights again, but the the Megara were mm-hmm. supposed to be silver balls that were floating. Oh. And at the time, you know, in the documentary, they mentioned Star Wars had just come out and, you know, the uh, scene in Star Wars where Luke is doing his lightsaber the, trading with the, yep. the, uh, the ship. There's a name for it. A seeker? Of course there is. It's not a seeker. No, no, that's, no that's Harry Dune. Potter. No, you think anyway, Phantasm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mix them all up. <laughs> uh, but anyway, they were like, you know, well, we didn't want to seem like we were copying off Star Wars, so we used these flashlights. It's like... <laughs> Likely, probably, it would be a little bit more expensive to do a silver ball versus the uh, the the lights in this. Yeah, I mean, I, which I think it's a cool effect. I thought it, it came the out well. The effect was 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 yeah. just fine. I, I can't imagine how they would do the silver balls. I'm just picturing it being like on strings and looking horrible. Where this yeah, looked like it was right. completely shot separately, superimposed on top of it, blown out, um, kind of like an overlay. It looked it looked great. So you have the sparkles around. You still kind of had the silver ball center of them with this kind of starburst around them. It was yeah. a very cool effect. And then when they speak back and forth to each other, I I, I didn't see any reference. I didn't look uh, very hard to try to find other stuff, but I wanted to see how they actually did that because the, even the voice acting between them was cool because when they were speaking to the doctor or anyone else, you could understand them, but then when they were talking to each other, it almost sounded like digital. But there were certain points mm-hmm. where you could tell it was actually voices, but just like really distorted and sped up. So I just wanted to see how that was actually done. So if anyone knows that, that's a good thing you could write in and tell me about. Um, yeah, so that was great. Yeah. So the doctor so the, the, goes into this whole thing where, I mean, you can kind of see this coming. It, it is um, a very Doctor Who type thing to do where his his words are weapons. So he's, he has a point of order and wants to contest his sentence that he's being sentenced to death. Um, <laughs> they keep saying the whole time, yes, yes, you can present your, your defense and then we'll kill you. Like, right. it was a foregone conclusion. You're yeah, going to yeah. die. But then he goes into this whole thing. So it's just like, what is he going to do to try to trick them into doing the thing that he wants them to do? Um, which right. did not resolve itself in the way that I thought it would. He no, it almost didn't. kills them. Like, he, they end up about to execute him. And when they shoot their beam of death at yeah, him, he, he grabs Vivian. grabs Vivian and pulls her, pulls in, her in. So she gets knocked unconscious. He's not really affected by it. He's like, oh, that was rough. And then... yeah. All of this is a ruse to get them to read her mind and figure out that 
you know, because that, that was one of the things. That this is a prison ship. They're transporting Vivian to whatever planet, and these two Megara are there to judge Vivian. That's their whole goal. But well, because but because they're, they don't they only know what's put in front of them as opposed to the police that are supposed to tell, you know, right. They had no one to identify her and had no, no, they only knew the crime and the name, whatever. Yeah. So that was, it was a big long way to get those to realize to, you know, to realize that. And then once they do, they, they condemn Vivian to be a rock forever. Sure. Um, and then he is just blows them away. They're like, okay, now you're still convicted. He's like, yeah, get out of here. Yeah. Well, apparently, yeah, he had kind of set the ship to, transport them out of there whenever right so yeah. he still technically has a death sentence if he yeah, runs sure. into the Magari again he still broke the seal yep a punishable a crime punishable by death which seems what isn't severe what yep. isn't lying to them is punishable by death too so right there's bodies but everywhere. anyway in this fourth episode because now we're sort of in the fourth episode yeah. uh i think the third one ends with him uh convicted right Yes. That's sort of where it ends, and, and that's Vivian, sort of the cliffhanger. Vivian does a weird look into the camera when she calls. She like, turns to the camera, looks into it, and then calls the, the stones to come to her. But it was just a very strange thing, because she does it so slowly, and then yeah. turns to the camera, and then addresses kind of straight straight to camera. Anyway, yeah. strange. So the last episode, a good deal of the last episode is spent, for no, as I mentioned, for no reason. So Ramana and yeah. uh, professor. Uh, Amelia, Professor... The, the basically the doctor constructs a machine that opens the portal that allows him to jump to this other dimension. Right. That machine is destroyed by the uh, Ogri. Ogri, yeah. right? That's the rocks. Yeah. So then they have to find they have to find evidence and they also have to fix the machine. They accomplish both of that, but the evidence is useless because the the doctor talks his way out of it. The doctor's already done it, yeah. and uh, you know there's really no stakes because the doctor can just wave his hand and and send these things away. Yeah. So yeah, it was fine. And as you mentioned, I mean, that was like, weird, but yeah, you mentioned sort of you know it's usually the fate of the Earth or the universe or people are going to die. And this one, if the Doctor fails, he dies. But other than that, there's yeah. not a lot of stakes. You know, usually, when there's a thing on Earth, se. it's a huge invasion that puts the entire planet at peril. But th- yeah. that was not. I the mean, case I guess here. I guess the stones are killing people. So in that sense, if they didn't yeah. intervene, but just druids, more, more druids would be dead. And campers, dozens druids and campers. Of, yeah, dozens of druids needlessly died making this episode. <laughs> I wanted to find out more about druids because I really don't know much about them other than Stonehenge and and, and that sort of thing. But I don't know a lot about that. Uh, other than they were intellectuals in sort of the Middle Ages. and When the doctor goes and and meets his accountant for the first time, he's talking about that and says that he always thought that uh, the whole Druidic lore was just a hoax. Um, And I thought that was was pretty funny. And the guy takes huge umbrage at that because that's his religion. Um, Yeah. No, I don't really know a whole lot about that, and I don't do research. And it's it's worth pointing out, too, like these stones where they arrive are real. Um, so real mm-hmm. place uh, yep. where the uh, I guess there's the the lore is if you count them every time you count them you get a different number mm-hmm. which I think inspired sort of the story about whether or not they're moving on their own and all that so I thought that was kind of interesting yeah yeah um, and then so it turns out that uh, well Vivian was able to impersonate we didn't actually explain this but Vivian was able to impersonate the doctor uh, because she oh, had, yeah, this, yeah. had the necklace that was yes, the which was the the key piece. The, the great seal of Diplos was right. the necklace and is capable of transformation and, tra- and uh, transmogrification. Anyway, so right. she was able to use that. The doctor puts two and two together and realizes that 
uh, that must be the key, which was kind of fun. So the whole thing about you know hyperspace being in the same exact spot as real space, mm-hmm. every time they kept looking for the key, it kept saying that it was in the stone ring, but actually it was there just in a different dimension, which was right. kind of awesome. Yes. I like that. Yeah, lots of cool, really cool sort of tight story all around. Yeah, this one didn't feel so much like in the previous one where the whole key thing was just kind of added on. It didn't really mm-hmm. feel like it was a real core part of the story. This one integrated it throughout. So yeah. that was that was felt much tighter. And again, we mentioned in the beginning, sort of tease the Black Guardian would be involved. Yep. Uh, not so much, unless it somehow is, and we're missing it, and it'll be a reveal. Maybe later, revealed later, right? Who knows? But yeah, you do hear the White Guardian's voice. Beware the Black Guardians, right? Mm. So I, I guess that confrontation is coming. Uh, I think we. Covered I think we got the whole thing. That's you the know, whole it's story, be folks. A short, uh, short episode, but it's I really, fine. really liked it. I mean, aside from the one thing that I pointed out, where felt like that whole evidence gathering thing was seemed a little pointless kind of pointless great uh great show yeah one of my favorites of this whole run i think like uh, rebos operation and this are high points for me i like pirate planet you mean um, your favorites of this story arc not of the entire yeah series. yeah the, but even this one i think i would put this one uh, up there you know yeah, i like, like this one as much as yeah, i do i like yeah. all like the pyramids of mars and and mm-hmm. And the uh, brain of Morbius was awesome. Like yeah. all of those horror ones, like you're saying. Yeah. Good. good stuff. All right. All right. So what do we got next, Dan? The next Androids one. of Terra, right? Well, yeah, we got Androids of Terra. Um, I believe that is available on the oldie iTunes, uh, but you can definitely get that on the DVD if Eric yeah, doesn't already be, have it rented. Yep. We'll be doing that one on July 6th. So yeah, we'll, if you're you have between now and the 6th to watch it. Yeah. Otherwise, um, I'm going to still keep my eyes out to see if anything ever happens with the streaming service because um, yeah, there's I'm, been nothing. I don't know. I have there's, not it's seen been anything. Quiet. It's been quiet, quiet, quiet. I mean, we um, talked last time where they were talking about the standalone service. Yeah, that's what and, I'm talking about. Hopefully, yeah, there that, hasn't been nothing. anything since then. So we'll see right. what happens there. Um, if you have any questions, comments, anything like that, uh, we'd love to hear from you like we pleaded at the beginning of the show. You can send us an email. Uh, if you go to the old, the old Doctor, Doctor Who show, show. yep, olddoctorhoo.com. Uh, you can tweet at me at DanJNJ. And what uh, about you, I'm Eric? A, I'm on uh, the internet at ericgrissom.com, Twitter mm-hmm. on egrissom.com. We have a Facebook page, which is the old TODWS. Yes, mm-hmm. facebook.com slash TODWS for the old yep. Doctor Who show.com. Please uh, we'll put additional content anyway. there. Um, yeah, we, when you come to view the episode on the on the website, now you're going to get a little additional uh, fun stuff there. So uh, check that out. As and well. as always, the old Doctor Who show promise: uh, we will answer anything that you ask on air. So regardless, doesn't even have to be about Doctor Who. Yeah, I prefer gonna, it isn't actually. Uh, legal, yeah, legally, we're bound to answer that. So please send us stuff. We have that PO box too at PO box. What is the P.O. Box number? I don't remember. You're the one that set it up, buddy. I know. I don't remember. Yeah. You have to listen to last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. It's actually in the in the show notes. Uh, yeah, it's it's 2131 Red Bank, New Jersey. There it is. 07701 if you would like to send us physical mail. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you in three weeks. I think that's we covered it all. Yeah, we right? did. Yeah. It's a very short episode because we had a very uh, short intro. So this one's coming in under 40 minutes, which for us is... <laughs> It's a rare thing. It is. But still, 40 minutes of quality. I mean, nobody's nobody's saying that it's not quality. If you don't 
enjoy it and think you're getting your money's worth, we'll happily refund your yeah. podcast subscription. All right. Uh, yeah. On that note, I just want to tell you all, thank you. you're the best. Oh, we love you. We love you. Making babies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I know love that we have another key party reference to this episode. That's, that's <laughs> pretty great. It, it all ends in group sex. That's how it is. Hey, I just, are, we, are you still recording? Because I'm... Stonehenge, where the virgins lie in the prayers, devils fill the midnight sky.